American Capitalism, A History, with Lewis Hyman and Edward Baptist. Scarcity. It's hard for us to imagine scarcity today, the scarce world of colonial America. In America today, we struggle with all of our things, all of those cheap goods that we buy at Walmart. But this was not the case in the 18th century. It certainly wasn't the case in the 1600s. Consider the Salem witch trials. Now today when we think of magic, we think of flying, blowing up amazing Harry Potter all over the world. We think about what it is, world domination. But in traditional English magic, the main concern was finding lost objects, finding a lost spoon finding a lost bowl, because probably your family shared one plate. This kind of scarcity is hard to consider today, but that is the world, a world where magic is used not to control the world, but to find an errant spork. Scarcity. This world of scarcity began to recede in the 1740s. Sometime between then and the late 18th century, Shiny buckles, fancy cloth, and other kinds of knickknacks, what later became known as the baubles of Britain, began to flood into the American household. In 1770, the New York governor wrote that, quote, more than 11 twelfths are clothed in British manufacturers. Something changed. Americans began to clothe themselves not as colonists, but as British wearing and using the same exact cloth that people did in London. The scarcity of goods was equal to the scarcity of cash. In colonial America, very few exchanges were actually settled with money. Take Charles Ridgely, who was a merchant in the nearby tobacco country surrounding Baltimore, Maryland. Only 10% of his accounts were settled with cash. For the most part, he was paid in tobacco. So forms of debt made possible this new kind of exchange. Now he accepted tobacco, and in fact, he shipped off 65,000 pounds of tobacco to London to buy all that cloth and all those goods. But of course, he accepted a few other things as well, the odd job, and my particular favorite, large sacks of squirrel scalps. What do you do with a squirrel scalp? I don't know. What I do know is that 35% of all court cases in Maryland were related to the enforcement of these kinds of debts. That, in fact, this was a major part of the economy. And without the retail debt of these kinds of exchanges, this larger process of consumption would not be possible. So Americans began to have these baubles of Britain. 40% of the trade was in cloth so that you could look the part of being British. And these um, British goods began to swell into the homes of Americans. Still, of course, colonists. But of course, cloth wasn't the only thing that people were buying. They were also beginning to consume tea. Today, the Hamptons are known as being the playground of the super rich, especially super rich New Yorkers. But in the 18th century, they were farmers and yet they were still very fashionable. But they didn't know what to do with this new tea 
that they had bought. They knew that they should have it, but they didn't know what to do with it. And so there's great stories of farmers attempting to enjoy this new luxury good. They would take their tea and boil it like porridge. But personally, my favorite story is the story of a local farmer, very impressed with himself, who bragged to his neighbors that he took a half pound of tea and spread it on his bread. It's not obvious how to use tea. Many societies around the world have developed elaborate tea ceremonies. In fact, this is part of what people began to learn how to do in the 18th century, learn how to consume these new kinds of goods, to make use of them. And so that a good in and of itself is nothing. It's about putting that good into a new social practice. How to use a tea kettle, how to use milk, how much water to add, these are all things that manuals of the day instructed people in, in the use of tea. For more information, go to edX.org and look for American Capitalism, A History, with Lewis Hyman and Edward Baptist. Or go to facebook.com slash American Capitalism MOOC. This podcast has been brought to you by Cornell X from Cornell University.